right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. On this episode, we are going to talk about what is the cash out refinance and why do we focus, why is our strategy the cash out refinance, all right? This is an interesting topic. This is a strategy that we use to avoid paying the tax man thousands and thousands of dollars. This is episode number nine, and we're going to talk about the cash out refinance. By the way, guys, if you want to come to one of our seminars or webinars or learn how to get invested in one of our upcoming apartment buildings here in New Jersey, go to peoplescapitalgroup.com and you can figure out if you qualify for one of our upcoming investments. We try to make real estate accessible to all passive investors. So let's jump into it here. What is the cash out refinance? Why do we focus on the cash out refinance? Why is that our main uh, strategy? here at People's Capital Group, and it is really a tax strategy at the end of the day, right? So I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad years ago, about 10 years ago. If you've heard my story here, if you listen to the podcast, we go over that sometimes, and it inspired me to get into real estate. I have a passion for it. I want to own large commercial real estate over time and build my portfolio up and and, uh, really create passive cash flow myself as well, and I've been doing that for the last 10 years, and we work with a lot of investors to do that, but why do I do that? Why do I do the cash out refinance? Why don't I keep selling houses as a realtor? I used to make $150,000 a year as a realtor. That was a great income. I worked very hard for it, but in three years into uh, acting as a realtor, I was making six figures. So why don't I keep doing that? Well, the reason is when you make $150,000 as a realtor, you have to give about $50,000 of it to the government, okay? Because you uh, have uh, income tax. You get nailed on taxes as a realtor. Um, You also uh, have to work all the time. You're working weekends. You're doing open houses. You're taking calls at nine o'clock at night. You're kind of the bottom of the total pole and you're working for a lot of people, often for free as a realtor. So it's a tough gig. Um, now, it was a great way to get started in real estate, but it was a highly taxed income. Now, if you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or you learn about the tax strategy here, the best ways to make income are uh, often income on assets, okay? Um, An even better way to make income is equity, cashing out equity on assets, okay? Uh, in real estate, you don't have to sell an asset to cash out the equity in it, the value in it, okay? Normally with a stock or something like that or a bond, you do have to sell it or um, to uh, cash out the equity in it, the value in it, okay? There are ways to borrow against it, but in, in uh, real estate, it's very simple to refinance and the uh, rate uh, at your, that you're paying for the money you're borrowing is very low. So it's a very good strategy to harvest equity you've created in real estate and put that equity, turn into cash you can put in your pocket tax-free. We'll go over why that's tax-free. And, uh, you know, we used to flip a lot of houses here at People's Capital Group. We flipped over 50 houses and we had years we've made over a million dollars wholesaling and flipping houses. And those were great years. And we really made hay while the sun shined here as the market grew and the sheriff sale auctions were a gold mine. Now, those times have changed a bit. We flip less houses and wholesale less real estate as the opportunities have become few and far between and the competition of the auctions has gotten very, very heavy. Um, But those years we were making a million dollars, we'd pay the tax man a fair amount at the end of the year. And once you write a six-figure check to the government, you pretty much sit down and figure out how to never do that again. Um, And that's what we did. So we said, how are we never going to write a six-figure check to the government again? And we figured out, well, you want to own real estate. You want to pay yourself by harvesting your equity through cash-out refinances rather than paying yourself through uh, fees on transactions or profits earned from services, okay? Now, it's great to have a fee-based business and a service business that collects a lot of income, and we want to maintain that part of our business. So we still flip houses, and we still wholesale houses, and that part of our business, that residential 
uh, section of our business makes about four to five hundred thousand dollars a year and that allows us to uh, earn an income here at people's capital group and cover our overhead as well um, so now the apartment buildings are more long-term gains but they're also a tax strategy all the holdings we own allow us to have tax write-offs they allow us to have operating expenses tax depreciation all right tax depreciation is something real estate gives you where stocks and bonds don't offer that tax depreciation is saying well the IRS says okay if you buy a building it depreciates so that depreciation in value you know wears and wears and, and it lowers in value ideally you have to maintain the building to keep its value um, and there's a cost to that but the depreciation itself is something you can write off so you can write off the value of the building over a period of time whether it be 27 to 37 years depending on the type of real estate and that tax depreciation is just a huge benefit with real estate all right now in addition to that you get cash flow on the real estate so when we buy a building we do get cash flow now that cash flow is written off with the tax depreciation so if I earn ten thousand dollars in cash flow from an apartment building we buy in a year and I earn ten thousand dollars in tax depreciation I owe zero dollars on that cash flow in income tax all right so let me repeat that if you earn ten thousand dollars in cash flow and you get ten thousand dollars in tax depreciation which by the way is usually how we structure our deals you're getting about equal to the cat you know equal to the tax depreciation you will in cash flow so they usually even out and you can write off all your cash flow uh, and have no tax burden for that cash flow income uh, by utilizing your tax depreciation from the building so when we buy a building with investors they get uh, quarterly cash flow checks and then they get uh, tax write-offs at the end of the year and those tax write-offs allow them to write off all of their cash flow on the building now the majority of the income comes from the cash out refinance so we buy the building cheap we force value into it we figure out ways to make more income on the property get our rents up make different forms of income and get our expenses down and keep our expenses down our maintenance costs low this all allows for a higher net operating income a higher net cash flow with that higher net cash flow that improves the property value okay so commercial real estate is based on the appraisal value is based on how much net cash Cash flow the building makes now as we get that net cash flow up we force the value of the building up the more the building makes the more it's worth over a four to five year period we can force that value up by a large amount because over a four to five year period you can get a lot more and more and more cash flow out of the property every year we own it we churn out better and better cash flows we get our income up and our expenses down so by year four or five that baby's really churning on all cylinders and now it appraises for a nice strong high value and we're going to pull out about 70 percent of that appraisal value it's a safe amount of debt it is debt it's debt that will be paid down by our tenants over time it's low interest debt generally sub four percent rates around 3.8 percent or something like that a really solid interest rate just a few ticks above inflation really and um, we take out that money long term we refinance so if we buy a building for a million dollars we put another hundred thousand into it to spruce it up bring it up to speed and the building appraises for let's say 1.7 okay at that point now we we are into the building for 1.2 our tenants have paid down the mortgage a little bit over a four or five year period uh, let's say uh, you know we're into it for about million fifty and the initial mortgage we got was 70% so we bought the building for a million dollars we got a 70% LTV loan to value that means we get a $700,000 loan because 70% of a million dollars is 700,000 so we had a $700,000 loan our tenants paid it down over a five-year period let's say it's 650 now 
and we also put another 100,000 into the building. Okay, so we owe 100,000, we put 100,000 in the building, and we have a 650 mortgage on it. We go, we refinance, the ba- the building now appraises for 1.7 million. The bank says, okay, you can pull out 70% of that. So you can pull out 1.25 million. Okay, so that right there you have a, a profit, a net profit on the building, okay, of uh, $150,000. Generally, the, it depends on what your the scenario is, but we can often pay out to our investors about a 30% return on investment upon a cash out refinance, okay? So you're buying the building at a cheap price, you're forcing value into it by getting a better net operating income on the building, getting our expenses down, our income up on the building, and then we're pulling out the equity, we're getting a larger mortgage, we're paying off the old mortgage about four to five years into the property, we're getting a larger mortgage, paying off the old one, and then we're gonna pocket that cash in between, all right? So if you uh, owe, Six hundred thousand dollars on a mortgage, uh, six fifty. You put another hundred thousand dollars into it, and you pull out you know, one point two million dollars. Well, at that point, you have a large amount of operating cash uh, left in the account, and that cash is just distributed amongst the investors. All right, that's a cash out refinance. So that's an ability there where the investors can get a large lump sum of cash. Now that cash is considered debt. So if they don't sell their share in the LLC, all right, now you have the option to sell your share in the LLC at the refinance, but let's say you don't and you decide to stay in long term and you get that big lump sum of cash at the refinance table, that cash you're getting is tax-free money because it's debt, okay? It's safe debt, it's a 70% loan to value, the bank's not gonna give you more debt than the property can handle. You're still cash flowing at the end of the quarter on the real estate, it's still making good positive cash flow, you're still building that cash flow over time, but you've taken out a larger loan amount, and, you've, and because of that, the, the business, the company, is flush with cash, okay? The LLC you create to buy the building is flush with cash, and that cash can be distributed to the investors. That's how we pay ourselves through our buildings. That's how I pay myself now about 80% of my income, and that is really a very tax-advantaged way to pay yourself. So at the end of the day, if I pay myself now, let's say $100,000 in a year, and if I made $100,000 five years ago as a realtor, well, I'd have to give about $25,000 of that $100,000 to the government as a realtor. But if I pay myself $100,000 by ta- uh, cash out refinances, as I just explained, by buying a building at a cheap price, forcing the value up, getting a larger loan amount a few years later, refinancing, paying off the old debt and pocketing cash in between, and then maintaining the property for long-term gains and long-term cash flow, well, that cash I get at the cash out refinance is tax-free money, okay? It's, it's debt, it will be paid back over time, it's owed back, but our tenants are gonna pay that back. Now, let's say we go and we do a 1031 tax deference 10 years later, all right? So we bought the property, we renovated it, we got better cash flow, we did a cash out refinance at year five. In this scenario, at year 10, we say, you know what, the market's really good, we've done well at the property, uh, we have our eyes on a bigger property, we wanna sell this property and trade into a bigger property, we're gonna bring our investors along uh, for this 1031 tax deference or 1031 tax exchange, and this is a great tax tool where you can sell a real estate building and you can put the pro or all the money from the sale into a third party and you have a certain time period where you have to identify another building and a certain time period to close on that building. If you can execute those things in that timely manner, you can trade into a bigger building and you can defer any capital gains owed on that sale uh, indefinitely. You can continue to do a 1031 tax deference and trade up and up and up. It's how the rich get richer. So that's exactly what we do here at PCG. We buy it cheap, we refinance it at year five, we 
pull out a lump sum of cash, that cash is tax-free, okay? We're making cash flow every quarter. That cash flow is tax-free too because we write it off with our tax depreciation. Our investors own a share of the LLC that owns the building, so they get tax depreciation and cash flow just as any property owner would get. They just don't have to do any of the work. So because of that, this allows the investors to really get cash free a uh, tax free cash flow and tax free refinance cash and then we're going to trade into a bigger building and now we go say from a 25 unit into a 50 unit 10 years later now there's even better cash flow now there's even bigger cash out refinances now there's even more equity now there's more uh money coming in there's more tenants paying us in and we can refinance reposition the building over time get better cash flow refinance at the five-year mark and refinance maybe the 10-year mark and sell at the 15 you know we'll play the market we'll see where the market is at that time, make the best decision at that time. But the important thing is we have a cash flowing asset. We can decide to harvest our equity uh, at the appropriate time and, and, and get that tax-free money by uh, taking out a larger loan amount and, and dispersing out to the investors a safe loan amount, but a larger loan amount that's paid down over time at a low interest rate. Um, or we could sell the building if the market's great or we have a certain offer or an opportunity we want to move into. So we have those options down the road and that's great for our investors. Now, of course, our investors can exit the investment at any refinance, which is every four to five years. So that leaves more flexibility for them. Now, there are tax consequences if you sell your share in the LLC and exit the investment and get back your initial investment. That's perfectly fine. You could do that at the refinance table and you can pocket that cash from the refinance, keep all your cash flow you got every quarter for the last five years, get back your initial investment. However, the tax man's gonna come knocking on your door then and say, hey buddy, you invested $100,000 in a property, your PCG, you made $50,000 in cash flow and tax and uh, and cash out refinance cash. So you, know, you made a $50,000 profit over a five year period. Um, you're gonna have to pay some capital gains on that profit earned if you exit the investment. If you don't exit the investment, you stay invested long-term and you stick with us through a 1031 tax deference, the returns just really just grow and grow and grow. Okay, so your internal rate of return could be 16, 17, 18, 19, 20% if you stay invested long-term and have a good tax strategy where you avoid paying taxes on the money you're earning. And again, the way we do that is because we get tax depreciation. That allows us to write off the cash flow we're making because if you get $10,000 in cash flow and $10,000 in tax depreciation at the end of the year, then all that, that $10,000 you made in cash flow is tax-free. And then if you refinance the building and you pull out a lump sum of cash to refinance, that money is tax-free as well because it's debt. It's safe debt that's paid down over years by your tenants, but it's debt. So that money is dispersed to the investors and it's a great tax strategy to avoid paying the tax man more of your earnings, keep more of your earnings, move them into bigger buildings, build that passive cash flow, build your tax advantages, and just get wealthier and wealthier and wealthier as you sleep. Um, and that's what we do here for our investors at People's Capital Group. So if you wanna learn how you can get qualified for an investment like that, go to peoplescapitalgroup.com, um, check out one of our webinars, check out one of our events here at the office in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. We buy a new apartment building every three to four months. We work with dozens of investors here in New Jersey, and we are always looking to team up with new investors. We work with you on a first come, first serve basis, so you do have to meet 
meet with us and sit down and go over an investment opportunity and qualify for the investment. But our minimum investment is $30,000 and we try to work with anyone and everyone who is interested in investing in real estate. So again, to learn more, go to peoplescapitalgroup.com and continue to subscribe to podcasts here. We're going to come back with more information, more updates, more interviews with investors, more detailed information on how we buy, renovate, and refinance out of apartment buildings to earn passive cash flow and big lump sums upon refinance to our investors. So again, peoplescapitalgroup.com is more information for that. And subscribe for more on a new podcast every week. This is Aaron with People's Capital Group.